Welcome to Salt and Light with Pastor Rodney Finch. Salt and Light is a radio outreach ministry of Calvary Chapel, Cary. Jesus, speak to me. Open your word and reveal your heart to me. Salt and Light is a series of verse-by-verse studies through the Bible, focusing on its practical application to our everyday lives. Salt and Light is recorded live at Calvary Chapel, Cary, in Apex, North Carolina. Stay tuned. At the end of the program, we will give you information on how to contact us, so be sure to have a pen and paper ready. Today, Pastor Rodney will be teaching a special message, so grab your Bibles and follow along. Now with today's teaching, here's Pastor Rodney. Since the Lord's Prayer and the Pledge of Allegiance are not allowed in most public schools because the Word of God is mentioned, a 15-year-old student from Arizona, this is true, a 15-year-old student from Arizona wrote this titled, New School Prayer. Listen, they wrote, now I sit down, sit, now I sit me down in school where praying is against the rule, for this great nation under God finds mention of him very odd. If scripture now the classes recite, it violates the Bill of Rights. And any time my head I bow becomes a federal matter now. Our hair can be purple, orange, or green. That's no offense. It's a freedom scene. The law is specific. The law is precise. Prayers spoken out loud are a serious vice. For praying in a public hall might offend someone with no faith at all. In silence alone, we must meditate. God's name is prohibited by the United States. We're allowed to cuss and dress like freaks and pierce our noses, tongues, and cheeks. Guns are allowed, but not the Bible. To quote the good book makes me liable. We can elect a pregnant senior queen and the unwed baby daddy senior king. It's inappropriate to teach right and wrong. We're taught such judgments don't belong. We can get our condoms and birth controls and study witchcraft, vampires, and totem poles. But the Ten Commandments are not allowed. No word of God must reach, must reach this crowd. It's scary here, I must confess. When chaos reigns, the school's a mess. So, Lord, this silent plea I make, should I be shot, my soul please take. Amen. True. Isn't that awesome? Fifteen. Fifteen. Fifteen years old. Get your pen, get your pad. If you've been with us, you know we've been talking about holy prayer, right? And just a reminder really quickly, the purpose of the holiday is to acknowledge that it's a holy day. And I told you that the last time that the etymology of the word holiday comes from the word holy day. Holy day gradually evolved to its current form of holiday. So even when people are saying happy holidays, they're actually saying happy holy days. Did you know that? Because the, ho- because the holidays are holy days. Because the holidays, maybe you'll agree, the holidays are centered on Jesus. It's centered on Jesus. Sounds trite but true. Jesus is the reason for the season. I told you last time we talked about prayer is important. 
And we all believe that. But few are doing it. It's very true. Few are doing it. And I invited you. Let's see, this is our third study on holy prayer. I invited you to join Miss Betty, Grandma Betty, and then there's a few other leaders with you, right, Miss, right, Grandma? Yeah. Um, eight o'clock, a.m. Do you go after after worship? You actually go after worship. Quarter nine, quarter ten, quarter nine, quarter ten. Join Grandma Betty in in the little prayer room we have set up out in the uh, the, the, the lobby area on this side. You'll find it because we, we need to be people of prayer. And we don't need to be people, listen to me, we don't need to be people who simply talk about prayer. And Christians are notorious for talking about prayer. But how many of us are really praying? Or people say, pray for me. Sure, I'll pray for you. Pray for me, bro. I got you, man. I got you. I'm going to hold you up. I'm going to remember your name. I got you. Do you? Or do we just talk about prayer and we tell people we're going to pray? And I, was, I gave you his remedy for it. When you tell someone you're going to pray for him, just stop right there. Steve, stop right there and pray for him. Just say, you know what, I'm going to pray for you. Let's pray right now. And this way, you won't be lying. Look at your neighbor and say, he about to preach. <laughs> you won't be lying. I'm going to pray for you. You'll never pray. But if you pray for them, when you say, they, when they say they need prayer, and then you pray for them, well, that's a good thing. And then join Grandma Betty on Sunday mornings, every Sunday morning, quarter to nine to quarter to ten. So I'm out here preaching, and people are in there praying. And I can honestly tell you, I can tangibly feel that. When God's word is being spoken and people are being touched and there's an ease in the preaching and there's an ease in the worship. That's all done. That work is done in the spirit. See, y'all, you can do whatever you want to do. Listen, y'all listening? You can practice all you want. You can have worship team practice all you want. I can write my sermon and go over it all I want. But it takes the Holy Spirit to anoint it. It takes the Spirit of God to breathe life into it. So that when that word goes out, it touches the heart. Other than that, it falls on deaf ears. So prayer is so critically important. We talked about that. We, I mentioned to you that you won't really experience the fullness of God if you're not praying. You won't experience the fullness of the blessings of God if you're not praying. The, 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 the gates of heaven won't be open if you're not praying. You won't be able to intercede and really enter into that spiritual realm if you're not praying. You know, I'm not a big proponent. Of, I'm not that guy I like to tell you from the pulpit, like, go see this movie. You ought to go see this movie. Y'all, y'all have rarely hear me say that because I'm, I'm not about that. But this one movie I saw, I heard about it, heard about it, heard about it. People were raving about it. I'm like, okay, fine. I waited till it came to DVD, and I watched the movie War Room. I am. Raise your hand if you saw that movie, War Room. Okay. Man, that's all the Christians. <laughs> Y'all holy people. Just holy people. Raise your hand if you bought the movie, War Room. A lot less. <laughs> I didn't buy it either. <laughs> I mean, I just, I just asked. That's all. I mean, not that I really was ever really. Okay, but 
It was a really good movie on prayer, wasn't it? So far in the last two studies on prayer, and I do hope that this is of some help to you. It certainly has been of help to me. Uh, In the last two studies, we talked about the very first one, who is God, and we talked about the omniscience of God, the omnipresence of God, and the omnipotence of God. And then the last time, uh, it was last week actually in communion, we talked about six areas of effective prayer in Ephesians 6. If you missed any of these teachings, you can pop by the bookstore and pick up a copy. We talked about praying always and pray with all prayer and pray in the spirit and pray being watchful and pray with all perseverance and pray for all the saints. And tonight, I told you last week, I want to talk to you tonight about the model prayer. The model prayer. People confuse, listen, saints, keep your pen handy. People confuse the Lord's Prayer with the model prayer. They confuse the two. The Lord's Prayer, people think the, when our Father which art in heaven, which is what we're going to read tonight. Our Father which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name, thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Okay, people say that that's the Lord's Prayer. That's not the Lord's Prayer. And I'll show you why tonight. The Lord's Prayer is found in, anybody know? John 17. Y'all know so much. That's a good thing. John chapter 17, you find the Lord's Prayer. Jesus is in the Garden of Gethsemane, and he's praying for the disciples, and he's praying for the world. It's in John 17, 17. He says, Father, sanctify them, Christian folk, by thy Word, thy word is truth. John 17, 17 is the Lord's Prayer. Please get this right. Don't confuse it. John 17, 17 is the Lord's Prayer. Luke chapter 11, Matthew chapter 6, we find the model prayer. Take your Bibles and turn with me to Matthew chapter 6, the model prayer. Matthew chapter 6. Matthew 6, right about verse... Five, Matthew 6, verse 5. I bet you guessed it. I titled this sermon, The Model Prayer. Matthew chapter 6 and verse 5. Let's, we're going to read, a, a, we'll read down to verse 13, come back and have some comments. Okay, let's get it all in context. Matthew chapter 6, we're picking up in verse 5, saints. If you're looking at verse 5, say amen. amen. And when you pray, you shall not, Jesus says, be like the hypocrites. For they, are y'all with me? They do what? Love to pray standing in the church, the synagogue, and on the corner of the streets, that they may be seen by men. Assuredly, I say to you, they have their reward. But you, when you pray, go into your room, and when you have shut your door, maybe that's where they got the war room idea from. You know what I mean? And built a whole movie out of this verse. That's very cool. But when you, when you pray, go into your room, and when you have shut the door, pray to your Father who is in secret, in the secret place. And your Father who sees in secret will do what, saints? Reward you openly. And when you pray, verse 7, don't use vain repetitions as the heathens do. For they think that they will be heard for their many words. Therefore, do not be like them, for your father knows the things that you need of even before you ask. In this manner, pray like this. You don't have to copy this, but kind of like this. Pray. 
Our Father, come on, read it with me. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, come on, read it. Your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive our debts for as we forgive our debtors. And do not lead us into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. For yours is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. And the church said... Amen. There are approximately, saints, 222 prayers in the Bible. 222 prayers in the Bible. 176 of them are found in the Old Testament, and 46 of them are found in the New Testament. Just to name a few, we find prayer, the prayers of Abraham. We find the prayers of Moses. We find the prayers of Aaron. We find two prayers of Joshua. Nine prayers in Judges. Six prayers in 1 Samuel, four prayers in 2 Samuel, nine prayers in Nehemiah, seven prayers in Job, 72 prayers in Psalms, 17 prayers in Matthew, eight prayers in Revelation. But arguably, saints, I think you'd agree, arguably the greatest of all prayers are the prayers of Jesus. Now again, many confuse the model prayer with the Lord's prayer. The model prayer could not be, and now listen to me, the model prayer could not possibly be the Lord's prayer. And the reason that the model prayer here in Matthew 6 and Luke 11, the Lord's prayer being John 17, The reason the model prayer could not be the Lord's prayer, because we just read it where Jesus says, pray like this. And then he says, forgive us our debts or forgive us our sins. Jesus would not be praying, forgive us our sins. So we know this is not the Lord's prayer. This is the model prayer. The model prayer, saints, is clear, concise, and complete. Clear, concise, and complete. The model prayer has 65 words. I told you last time, didn't I? has 65 words, and it takes approximately 30 seconds to pray it. It covers the whole scope of our need and his worthiness. It covers everything that is necessary for our relationship toward the Father. Now, here's where you need your pen. I'm going to give you six elements, six key elements of the model prayer. Six key elements of the model prayer. And the thing I want to point out right here, and I'll probably point it out again, is that the point of this prayer is not that you pray every point in the prayer so that you cover all the bases. That's not the point of the prayer. The point of the prayer is that, or that you even pray it like this. I spent time in Catholic school, you know that. And in Catholic school, you pray this prayer every day because this is the prayer Jesus wanted people to pray every day. This is what we're taught. This is not necessarily a prayer he wants us to pray every day so much as he's teaching us what the elements of a prayer should be, what the elements of those prayers should be. 
So it's not the point that we need to cover all six key elements when you pray and then you, you get on your knees or you spend your time in your quiet room and you pray the person for his person and for his purpose and for his provision and so on and so forth. That's not the point. And I want you to get this right up front. The point is, is that in your prayer, these elements ought to be in that prayer in order to have a balanced prayer. The disciples asked Jesus, we'll get to it, Lord, teach us to pray. Teach us to pray. And so the Lord says, then, our Father who art in heaven. Six key elements, got your pen? Six key elements of the model prayer. Number one, his person. We'll find that in verse 9. Number two, his purpose. We'll find that in verse 10. His purpose, his purpose, pardon me, his person, right? His purpose, verse 10. His provision, verse 11. Verse 12, we'll find his pardon, his person, his purpose, his provision, his pardon, his protection in verse 13, and his power and preeminence finally in verse 13 as well. His purpose, his person, purpose, provision, pardon, protection, power, and preeminence. Did you get it? They all start with P. Try to make it easy, right? Six key elements of the model prayer. That's what we'll talk about tonight. Now, as you know, Jesus had an incredible prayer life. Did you know? An incredible prayer life. You thumb through the scriptures, you'll see Jesus prayed a lot. Jesus got up in the morning and he prayed. He prayed before his baptism. He spent all night praying before choosing the 12 apostles. Jesus prayed, I mentioned, in the Garden of Gethsemane. Again, John chapter 17, that's where you'll find the Lord's Prayer. Jesus had prayer on his lips when he died. Remember, Father, forgive them for they know not what they do. He had prayer on his lips. At the core of Jesus' life and ministry was prayer. Now, chapter 5, saints, I want y'all to stay with me. I know we had a long party on Sunday, but y'all stay with me. Y'all all right? All right, now chapter 5, all the way through chapter 7, verse 27, Jesus is on the hillside talking to his disciples about many things. And they spent a lot of time with Jesus, you know that. They spent a lot of time watching Jesus pray. Luke chapter 11, just write that down, maybe in the margin over here on chapter 6. Luke 11, Jesus had finished praying. And at the close of the prayer, one of them said to Jesus, Lord, teach us to pray. Keep in mind, he was not talking to the masses. He wasn't talking to the crowds. He was talking to those that followed him, those who loved him. He was talking to his disciples. They said, Lord, teach us to pray. And Jesus said, as we read here in verse 5, so it is in Luke 11. Y'all pick that up? Luke 11, Matthew 6, same. Okay, different people, same account, different aspect. Same story. They said, Lord, teach us to pray. Jesus said, when you pray, don't be like the hypocrites because they love to pray 
to be religious and seen by men. Look at verse 7. Jesus said, when you pray, don't use vain repetitions. Now, keep in mind, saints, the example the disciples had for prayer was from the Pharisees. Y'all, y'all get with this in a second. It was from the, their, their example was from the Pharisees. They saw the Pharisees pray these kind of chant-like prayers, vain, repetitious prayers all the time. Pharisees walked around praying these vain, chant-like prayers. One famous Jewish prayer went like this. Blessed, 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 praise, 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 glory, 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 exalted, 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 honored, 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 magnified, 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 lauded, 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 be the name of the Holy One. Blessed, 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 praise, 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 glory, 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 exalted, 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 honor, 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 magnified, 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 lauded, 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 be the name of the Holy One. Over and over and over and over and vain repetitions, Jesus called that. They're just saying prayers. They're just saying words over and over again. The rabbis taught whenever the righteous make long prayers, their prayers are heard. Jesus said in Matthew, in in verse 7, their many words and much speaking won't get them heard. You know, that's, that's one of my favorite verses, actually. You know, you say that to some folk. Your many words and much speaking won't get you heard. Say it to your kids. That's what you say it to. Say it to your kids. Can I have some money? Your man, can I have some money? Can I have some money? Praise, praise, praise. Lord it, Lord it, Lord it. Honor, honor, honor. <laughs> Be the name of daddy. Your many words. <laughs> Jesus said, your many words and much speaking won't get them heard. Ecclesiastes 5, 2. Ecclesiastes 5, 2. God is in heaven and you are on the earth. Therefore, let your words be few. Now, that's a great verse for your friend who keep on talking. God is in heaven and you are on the earth. Therefore, let your words be few. Be quiet. Sometimes it's good to be quiet before the Lord. And when you pray, you don't need many words. The rabbis had a prayer for everything. They had a prayer for life and death and birth and marriage. They had a prayer for the dawning of the day, for the setting of a sun. There was a prayer when you leave town, a prayer when you came into town. They had certain prayer times. You know that three, six, and the ninth hour. The Pharisees taught the more informative your prayers are, God would listen. They taught the longer your prayers were, God would listen. And they taught the louder your prayers were, God would listen. And it's unfortunate because people are still largely like that today. You know? And I'm trying to help you so we can all learn to pray so that we can be heard of God. So that when we say, In Jesus' name, our prayers are really in Jesus' name. And it's those prayers that God will definitely answer because they're in his name. That's another sermon. But we need to pray according to Scripture. There are people today who think that as they pray, they need to inform God. You hear a prayer like that? Something like... Let's pray. Well, Father, 
I pray right now that you would help my friend. Her name is Susie Q. She lives in Apex. Lord, she needs a touch from you. Bring healing to her body. And God, you see, it all started when she woke up one morning and we, people like, like that. And it's almost like people think God is like in heaven, like jotting all this down. Listen, somebody say amen. Our God is an awesome God. Is that right? And he's an almighty and all-knowing God. We talked about, I'm going to wait while you clap your hands there. I will. He's an awesome, almighty, that's why we started there, the first Bible study. Omniscient, all-knowing, omnipotent, all-power, omnipresent, everywhere at once. Our God is an almighty, awesome God, all-knowing God. Therefore, your prayers can be concise and they can be precise. We talked about the strength of prayer has nothing. If you don't have it written down, please write down. The strength of prayer has nothing to do with the length of prayer. The louder you pray does not mean it's more anointed. Am I right about it? You have been listening to Salt and Light, a radio outreach ministry of Pastor Rodney Finch in Calvary Chapel, Cary, located in Apex, North Carolina. Join Pastor Rodney Monday through Friday at this same time. For information regarding service times, you can contact us at one 800 293-0923 That's 1-800-293-0923 You may listen to today's broadcast in its entirety by visiting the Media Library on our website at cccarry.org We would like to thank you for tuning in to Salt and Light and pray that you have been blessed. Until next time, may you be salt and light.